finished off 2 Timothy last week. And while I'm on the subject, you know, we get a couple, either two or three more lessons, because there's five chapters. I don't know exactly how to divide it in 2 Kings. And, you know, Wednesday nights is always Old Testament, but I'm making a clean break with tradition. I'm going to start the book of Matthew when we're finishing 2 Kings. It's something I thought I'd let you know. Okay, we're in the book of Titus, but we have some announcements. Let's do that first, huh? Um, Operation Christmas Child for August at School Supplies. If you don't know what that's all about, we collect shoeboxes full of stuff that we send off to a third world country where they don't have uh, Christmas like, you know, we have it. And if you ever see a video of these, you know, kids in a, a, a village, you know, receiving for, for the first time ever, you know, Christmas presents, things that we wouldn't even think much of at all. They, they light up like a Christmas tree. So, you know, uh, so we've been doing that, and there's a, a, a tote in the foyer there that, you know, we've been collecting things on a monthly basis. And so there you go, and around the end of November, we ship them off. And yeah, so that's what that's all about. Uh, there's a petition for people's veto. Most of you have uh, seen that back there. Um, we ask you to prayerfully consider signing. I, me, prayerfully consider, nah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm about life. I, I, there's no, uh, no issue there for me. Um, but uh, that's what that's all about. And um, I, all the thing I want to talk about is Saturday, so we're going for a hike. I've been talking about this um, Gulf Hagas for a while now. So, um, uh, because I am not 100%, I've been talked into shortening it somewhat. If you go through all Gulf Hague, it's about nine miles, right? And it's not nine straight on the road miles. It's up, it's down, it's along this kind of a canyon. And, it's, and uh, I, I think uh, I, I have no problem whatsoever, but uh, you know, again, trying to you know, meet people halfway. What we, I've decided is we're going to just do five miles. We're going on the riverside across the river, and I say river, you know, it's, it's not, it's a, yeah, it's a stream, but it's very wide, and so you have to ford it, but nobody's going to get swept away in a current. It's cold, you won't be able to feel your feet when you get to the other side, and, uh, you know, uh, sandals, or uh, I, I wear them little, um, what are they called, shoes, those uh, water shoes, I wear them, and they're, they work out really good, and then you would need a backpack, you know, um, for lunch, for, uh, you know, I'll take the first aid kit because, you know, that's what we do. Water, you know, any kind of trail mix or anything you need like that. You know, trash in, trash out. But you can spit sunflower seeds and peanut shells and they're biodegradable. They'll be fine. But anything like, you know, any kind of paper we'll take back out with us, of course. Um, so that's what we plan on doing. So it's, instead of the nine miles, just five miles and if that disappoints you, sorry. You can still do the nine miles, but not, not with us. So we're leaving from Newport at 7 o'clock. It's not a church function. It's just me going, me and Sue's going for a hike, and anyone who wants to come with us. So that's just where I'm going to leave it there. If you have any other questions. I'd like to know who's going just for the sense of, like, I don't need a, I don't need, just, like, tell me. Or, get in, or Facebook Sue's or something like that. Just so, like, you know, I thought Bill was going, and, uh, you know, I, I ain't waiting for, you know, nobody if they're not going, you know what I mean? And, and if somebody's running five minutes behind, I don't want to leave them behind. So just if you'd let me know, and I have no idea. I just know a couple people who are going, so, I mean, besides us, cause, but I have an idea there's more. 
Anyway, so that's it. That's all the things that are happening right now. Uh, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Let's open to the book of Titus and ask God's blessing on our time in the Word. Father, we would know great things from your Word here this morning. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for everything that we need to know in our lives. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless, that you would create in us a thirst for your Word, and you would fill that, uh, slake that thirst with, with things that we need to know. Uh, bless us now, Lord, as we look into your incredible book. Uh, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Titus, okay, this is very similar. You're going to see to 1 Timothy, and so which affords us the opportunity to go a little faster than normal um, because we've just talked about this, these things a few weeks ago, some of these things. And so it's not like we're, you know, breaking new ground. So I'll go over some things. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do this in two weeks. So I'm going to do chapter one and about half of chapter two, if everything works out. And then next week, polish it off. Um, and I wouldn't do that normally. Usually about a chapter a week. But like I say, this is things that we've just, again, recently talked about. So let's just jump in. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. According to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness and hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior, to Titus, my own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace, peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior." Typical Paul style, but typical of that day. A letter would start out with, from this person, and it would address who it was to right at the beginning. We do that. We, you know, to whom it may concern, to, you know, we send a card and we sign who it's to right at the beginning. But they have to wait. They have to read the whole missive and get to the end before they find out who it's from. Not so in this day. So Paul, he just recognized, we understand this is written by the Apostle Paul. It's written about the same time as 1 Timothy. There's no debate about this. There's no scholarship that says anyone else wrote this. Paul, he's a servant of God, and the word is doulos. It means slave. Uh, nothing can be said about that except figure it out first to last. We're serving God. We're bought with a price. Self-willed? No. <laughs> we'll see that uh, um, right in, um, right in the, uh, th this, this week. Uh, right in, in, uh, he's going to talk about uh, qualifications for an elder. Not self-willed. We're, we're the servant of God. You know, we're, we're living at his pleasure. What do you want us to do, God? And so we don't have an agenda. But um, we'll get there, okay? He's a doulos, a slave of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. That means one sent forth um, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. When did God select Paul to be saved and to be an apostle? Before the world was. Now, we have problems with that because we, don't, we live in time. God does not. If God would wear a watch, well, one, he wouldn't need one. 
two, it would always say eternity. <laughs> he doesn't live in time. thing would just spin around or something, right? If it was accurately uh, gauging the time that is in heaven. He's outside of the time stream. I know that kind of blows our mind, right? You know, people go to heaven, or they say they do, and they write, you know, books. You know, uh, three nights and four days in heaven, you know. N- no, there are no nights in heaven. And how would you know that time was passing because there's no time? When we live forever, we're living actually outside of time. It's hard for us to understand. So God, who is not in time, sees, I think it works like this, sees your free will selection of him. And it always talks about, every time we have a scripture, uh, you know, it talks about God's election. It also very often talks about according to his foreknowledge. In other words, he doesn't have to wait for things to happen to see how they're going to turn out. He is never surprised by us. So he selects us, what, based on his foreknowledge. I'm okay with that. Did he violate some sort of taboo, some free will? Remember, we're creating his image. Does God have free will? Oh, yeah. Does God choose? Oh, yeah. You know, I, there are those who say, uh, you know, you're locked in. You couldn't get unsaved. Listen, God's going to save you whether you want to get saved or not. There's a little bit of a problem with that. You couldn't get saved even if you want to. You can't want to unless he wants you to want to. And he's going to punish me for not giving me the want to to want him. Wait, what? <laughs> I have a little bit of a problem with that. No, I think it's free will. I think, you, I think when, when, when Jesus says whosoever will, I think he means whosoever will. Just crazy enough to believe that. <laughs> anyway, so that's my brief we can go around and around on election don't want to we've been there before we'll be there again uh but it's, but he, we have faith in, in in god's elect right uh, according to the faith of god's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness we had to acknowledge the truth what kind of truth is it what's well, after godliness it's true truth in other words it's not uh, you know i have my truth you have your truth so says public education in 2019 Wait, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your truth and my truth. is truth, and it's after godliness. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You, see, did it bother you, that verse, God cannot? There's something God cannot. You put God and the word cannot in the same sentence. that bother you? No, because it's cannot lie. You say, well, he wouldn't. No, he can't. If you look at the word and you dig down here and do some drilling, he can't. It's foreign to his nature. It's like a, a rhinoceros flying. Can't do it. Can't do it. Maybe if he flaps his arms. No. God cannot lie. It's not even a part of his nature. So how do we have Christians out there who say, you know, you ask them if they're going to heaven when they die. Oh, I don't know. God, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began he promised this well i don't know if i'm going oh you think you you dig down a little bit well i don't know if i'm good enough oh you think that heaven and hell are based on how good you've been no no there's nothing in scripture that even i always ask where's your verse and nobody ever comes up with one. It's just the, well, we just think that because we're Americans, right? If you live a good life, you go to heaven. If you live a bad life, you go to hell. 
It's Pope who said, and I'm not trying to be disparaging here, who said even good atheists go to heaven. What? <laughs> I'm just, hey, I know you're infallible and all, but what verse are we looking at here? We'll look at it together. We'll, we'll, we'll drill down and we'll see if that's exactly what it says. Wow, right? But the Bible knows nothing of that. The Bible knows this. And this is the record that God hath given us. Eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God does not have life. God said that. The God who can't lie. You know, all through First John, he says, I've written these things that you might know that you have eternal life. It's not a big surprise. It's not like when you get to heaven, you're, you're judgment day, you're thinking, yeah, I wonder how this is going to turn out. The Bible knows nothing of that. No, it's in hope of eternal life. And hope here, by the way, when the Bible talks about hope in the New Testament, it's not talking about like, I hope so. I hope the Red Sox are going to win today. Oh, who do they got going? Oh, it's going to be, I don't know. And it could win, they could win, they might not. Right? I hope they win because I'm a big Red Sox fan, right? Oh, I hope so. The Bible, that's not what the Bible means when it says hope. When Jesus comes back, it's called our blessed hope. And glorious appearing, by the way, which is in this a missive, this epistle, um, in verse 13 of chapter 2, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Is Jesus coming back? Yeah. Is that our great hope? Is that our, yeah. Is it, maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not, like the outcome of a baseball game? Oh, no, no. No, he's coming back. Of course he is. And that's, Bible is, when it talks about hope, it's a, it's a certainty of things that just hasn't happened yet. It's not like, yeah, I wonder if it's going to turn out that way. No, not at all. I know we use the word hope that way. That's fine for what we use it for. But when the Bible's talking about hope, don't think it, well, it might happen, but it might not either. No. Our hope, our expectation of something that hasn't happened yet, what? Eternal life, which God promised. And God can't lie. He promises before the world began. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. That's how we know what we know. Which is committed unto me, says Paul, according to the commandment of God our Savior. By the way, that's one of the many, many verses that points to Jesus Christ as divinity. They say, I don't see that. Well, you see it in verse 4. He's calling God our Savior. So if you talk to one of your Jehovah's Witness friends, they'll say, oh, that just means Jehovah God. Well, no, verse 4, to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Our Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, according to verse 4. See that? See how that works? No problem. Um, and the Bible teaches over and over and over that God, that Jesus Christ is God. Um, but let's not skip. To t Titus, my own son, after the common faith. So he's, he's using the same words he's using for uh, Timothy. He calls him, my, you know, his own son. Uh, obviously a young man that he led to the Lord. And he wishes him, he, he bestows upon him grace, mercy, and peace. Grace and peace, right? We're, we're very familiar with that. And it's always that order, grace first, then peace, right? You're not going to know the peace of God outside of the grace of God. But he also adds mercy. He did the same thing with Titus. I think he does the same thing in the book of Philemon. Uh, what's that all about? We, why, why that extra, hey, welcome to my life. If you're in the pastorate, like, you know, like Titus is, like Timothy is, you, you're going to need grace and peace, and you're going to need mercy too. Welcome to my life. It just, it just, 
you, you, you see, get in ministry. You just do. You just will. For this cause, hey, this is the reason I left you at Crete. He's at Crete, okay? So we know this. We don't read about Titus anywhere in the book of Acts. We studied the book of Acts not too long ago, and the name Titus doesn't come up. But it comes up in, I think, Galatians and in, and in the book of uh, First and Second Corinthians. And we find out some things like he was at uh, Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15, what we call the First Jerusalem Council. He was with Paul at the time. And Paul testifies that, I think, in the book of Galatians. I'm not sure. You can, I'm only going by memory. But, uh, so we don't read about him in Acts, but we read about him in other places. Uh, Titus, like Timothy, was, his mother was Jewish. His father was a Greek. Titus, all Greek, not circumcised. Is that important? Well, it is in Acts chapter 15 because that was what the whole uh, council was all about. We've got to get um, Greek people to become Jewish in order to get saved. And the answer to the question was no. And so that's what, and so, and he, and he uses Titus as an illustration of that. So here he calls him Titus, my own son after the common faith. Um, you got your own faith? It's not the, the not common faith? That's, you can't invent a new, no, all the faith that we have, it's, 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 the, it's the faith of Paul and Peter and James and John, the one that Jesus gave to them, that the early church had, it's the same faith. Okay, it's a common faith. Grace, mercy, and peace. And again, I've said, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, I left you at Crete that you should set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. There's many cities in the Isle of Crete. Crete's in uh, the Mediterranean. It's off the south coast of Greece. Uh, they speak Greek there. Um, it's, it's got a lot of cities. It's a big island, right? I left you there and what I want you to do, so is he a pastoring a church? No, he's, he's the pastor appointer. I left you there to set some things in order. I want you to go to all the different cities, and I want you to appoint elders in all the different churches. So I want you to vote the elders in. <laughs> we don't vote elders in. We appoint them. Okay, we, this is the way it's been right from day one. Uh, we're not going to change uh, our methodology. We're, we try to be very, very scriptural in all that we do. Um, one guy can do that, a whole island, and there's nobody like over him saying, oh, this is how it goes. Uh, uh, there's no one who gets a chance to veto his decisions or anything else. No, he's got the Holy Spirit. He's got, he's got an assignment from Paul. It'll all work out good, does it? I'm sure it does. And then we're going to go, I want you to appoint elders in every city, and this is what an elder looks like. Is this important? You say, well, I'd like to be an elder. Well, then it's very important. You say, well, I'm not sure I want to be an elder, or I'd like to be an elder, or I'm qualified to be an elder. You're the elder of your house, aren't you? I mean, if you're married, you're the, you're the high priest, elder, commander-in-chief, ruler. Well, I won't use those terms, but how about head of the household? That's a, that's a biblical term. Um, yeah, you're the... You're the you're the spiritual mover and shaker in your house. You set the spiritual temperature as a man of God. Well, I just leave that to my wife. Please don't. Please don't. Um, it's, you, can't, you can't put on your wife more than she can. She's not designed for that. I'll tell you something about my wife. She's every bit as smart as me, and she's more godly. 
Anyone doubt that? <laughs> Come up later, <laughs> shaking their head. No, we pretty much, yeah, we got, the, we got that memo, Adam, we know. So why am I the head of the house? Because I'm smarter? I'm, I'm not. Is it, is it about, you know, about half of my friends are probably smarter than their wife and the other half aren't. Intellect being what it is, right? Most of my, most of my, my friends, they're about the same intellect as their wife. About plus or minus, you know. They might be better at math, not as good in social skills. So whatever, you know what I mean? There's always a, like an ebb and flow and a give and take. That's how it is in my house, right? Um, I can tell because uh, the person who wins in Scrabble is the person who gets the best letters every time. Okay, we're at equal smart. I, that's, that's, how I, that's how I define it, right? No, I don't. But anyway, we're, it's not because I'm smarter. It's because God made me the head of house. Am I holier? No. I'm, no. I don't know how else to say it. No. She's got this really good relationship cooking with the Lord. Being married to her has made me holier. She didn't let me get away with stuff. Would I, with her not in my life, would I not be as good a man? That is correct. That is, a, that is a correct statement. I think she's holier. And so who's the head of the house? Well, I am. It's God appointed me as such. Well, Jesus ultimately, and me following after him, and I'm like, okay, honey, come on. This is the way we're going to go. Let's, let's do this thing. Now, so I'm the head of the house, and, and whether the head of the church or not, that's, that's fine. But I, I, every, every man's an elder. Uh, so what does it look like? You've got to be blameless. But you say everyone's to blame. Well, everyone gets blamed. But some of it doesn't stick. If I would say, like, Carmen's not here, let me me pick on him. He was working with, you know, he come over, he was helping me and Frank and Carmen work. Well, they were working. I was just doing some, I got excuse to be, (laughs) I was doing some heavy-duty onlooking. You told me Carmen or Frank were lazy, I'd say, that's ridiculous. I mean, you could say it. But no, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't stick. It wouldn't stick. It would, that, I'd, be, I'd laugh at that, right? And that's the idea of blameless here. It's like when somebody says something about you, no, that's, no, that's ridiculous. It's, it's not true, and, and it's patently absurd, and that's what you have to be as an elder. Will people say things? Oh, yeah. I'm like any other pastor. I'm castigated from time to time on Facebook and stuff, and it's like... I. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I look and I think, like, hey, are any of these things true in my life, Lord? And I take accusations very seriously. If there's anything to them, we'll pray. Maybe, I, I don't, maybe that's something to that. I don't want to be that person. But I want to be blameless. I want to be above reproach. I want to live life in such and such a way. When you hear the scandalous rumors about me, you'll just laugh them and say, that can't even be possible. And that's the way it is supposed to be with a man of God. Husband of one wife. So you can't be single, right? Well, that would disqualify both Paul and Jesus Christ, okay, from ministry. It means a one-woman man, okay? A guy's out playing the field. He's got a wife, but he's, you know, looking to upgrade or something. That's one, you're ridiculous. Two, you can't be, a, you can't be an elder of the church of God. That, we get too many guys like that already uh, d- disqualified. And would that, uh, like, um, porn guy here? be disqualified. Oh, yeah. 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 A lascivious guy scoping out all the women guy. Yeah. Disqualified. One woman man. Uh, it doesn't mean if, you're, if your wife died, you couldn't remarry. I went to my brother's wedding yesterday. His wife had died. and He was faithful to her as far as I know his whole life. And uh, she passed away. 
Now, he got married again. Did I go to the wedding? Happily. <laughs> I have no problem with that. It, it was, there was no violation of anything that I saw. You know, that, that's all good. Can you, can you minister in a situation like that? Well, of course you can. There's, there's no bo- and what about for the person who has, who's um, divorced scripturally? And we'll bring that up another time. We'll talk about that. I don't, I don't see that as a, there's a prohibition on that either. What we're talking about is a one-woman man, okay? That's the, that's the tenor of what's going on here. Um, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. If you can't bring up your own kids right, and I, by the way, I've been accused of this too. Listen, I want to say something here. And I want to take the pressure off you a little bit. When you were a parent, you did the best you can. And I have some very godly friends, and their kids are not very godly. We're studying the book of Kings, right? We have this scoundrel, and he has a son named Hezekiah. Ahaz, the worst king of the lot, has a son named Hezekiah. And Hezekiah is the best of the best, we found out. And Hezekiah has a son named Manasseh. And Manasseh is worse than his grandfather. And then Manasseh has a grandson named Josiah. Bad, I mean, bad, good, bad, good. What is that? Let's just, hey, look. Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Your children should be behaviors. They should behave well, okay? When they're not children anymore and they're out on their own, mom, dad, you're, you're free, okay? I'm sure you told them the right thing. I'm sure you did. What did, what did you You make them watch porn and make them chain smoke cigarettes and feed them alcohol? And No, of course you didn't. Uh, and if they rebel, kids do that. And we see, you know, godly men through all Scripture have wicked children. And vice versa, we've seen some, uh, you know, really horrible people have really godly children. But if you can't take care, if you can't lead your kids to the Lord, when they're young, or if you can't, you, can't, you can't run a church, if you can't run your own household, I think that's what's being said here. A bishop must be blameless again as a steward of God, not self-willed. See, if you're a doulo servant, how could you be self-willed? Our will is to do what God wants us to do. Now, what, why, remember back in 2 Timothy chapter 3, why were they perilous times? This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Self-willed. And, and it, it goes on. Um, disobedient to parents. Oh, blasphemers disobedient to parents. Blasphemers there means not subject to God. It means like, uh, okay, God, I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't telling me what to do. That's the word for blasphemer. It's like rebellious against God. Okay, it's not blasphemer like you say God's name and use it as a swear word. Don't do that, but that's not what that verse is talking about. It's saying, like, God, you have no right to control my life. And then we're disobedient to parents. Nobody has authority over us. That's not an elder. No, God has all the authority over us. God, you call the shots. We're going to do what you say you want done. My will? My will is to do your will. Obviously. Have you figured that out? We're bought with a prize. He's got... uh, a lean on us. He's got uh, rights to our, our life. Bishop must be blamed as a, as a steward of God. Not self-willed. Not soon angry. Okay? Well, I have this temper. No, no. Get rid of it. 
Well, um, and people always want to blame that on their nationality. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't care what your, who your forebears were. Stop being an idiot. I mean, really. You, you know, people like, it, uh, uh, people around you, and they're like, you're like a hand grenade with the pin pulled, and everyone's stepping on eggs because they don't want to set you off. You've got to chill. And so, by the way, when, if you're like that, you're not going to be an elder anytime soon. Not soon angry, not given to wine. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you it's a sin for you? you? You take your wife out for dinner and you have a glass of wine? I'm not. I'm not. You know how I am. You know how we've talked about this at length. You're not going to be an elder here, though. I, I mean, just in this present distress and the way the world is now, we're asking elders to abstain from wine. And I think Scripture teaches that several places. And when I say wine, I'm talking about all intoxicating beverages. Oh, I don't drink wine. I just drink vodka straight out of the button. <laughs> Stop. Don't be ridiculous. No striker. You can't minister to people who you beat up. It's really hard, okay? Um, people around you, again, you sh they shouldn't feel like any second he's going to take a swing at me. Um, that's not godly. Not given to filthy lucre. We're talking about an elder. You have to be given a filthy lucre if you're a TV evangelist. A factor in the sarcasm there, by the way. Um, no, you can't be a money guy. You can't be all about money. If your life is all about money, guess who it's not all about? Jesus said you can't serve me and money. Mammon, okay, but we understand that's money. You can't serve two gods. You'll hate one, love the other. You've got to make your, your choice. I think that's the important of, uh, importance of giving. It, I think money's important, and I think it's a good servant. It's just not a good master. And I'm like everybody else. I like the things that money can buy, but I, I love Jesus more. And me giving to him keeps everything in the right perspective. Just my own thinking. A lover of hospitality means a lover of strangers. And with the idea of hospi hospitality, remember there's no... There's no Motel 7 or anything in this day. People stayed at people's houses. And you were a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. Uh, a, a lover of good men, you, you just love good. Uh, sober, not sober like with the idea of lack of alcohol. It means sober-minded. Um, the ability to think clearly is what that's talking about. Do you know, you remember when you were a sinner? Uh, you were like uh, naked and in, in, in your in, like crazy guy in the tombs, uh, demonized, and nobody could come by that way. You remember that. And then you get saved. You find your pants. You find your you're clothed and in your right mind. You remember that. The demon Jesus delivered, the, and he was clothed. In, remember being clothed and in your right mind, and you're able to think things normally again. I had, everything was upside down and fuzzy and weird. I remember. I was 20, okay, when I got saved. That was a long time ago. You're looking at me and saying, yeah, 20, you ain't seen that in a long time. I know, I know, right? But I remember. I remember, like, my brain didn't work good. I, I thought about things exactly opposite. And I got saved, and I thought, oh. <laughs> and I had, like, the brain fog went away. And all of a sudden, I was, like, able to see things as they really, really were. To me, I thought that was one of the best benefits of salvation. Oh, sober, just. Towards men, just. Towards God, holy. Towards self, temperate. Means self-controlled. 
I mean, that's a, that's a, what else you want? Uh, towards God, we're holy, right? And towards men, we're just. There's no favorites. I mean, you're going to be an elder. You can't play favorites, right? Do, do I make all my friends elders? No. All my friends are elders, but that's not the reason they became elders. I, mean, I wouldn't play favorites. Wouldn't do it. Can't do it. It's going to undo with that. And uh, temperate means self-control. And so that's how I you know, how we're supposed to treat ourselves with self-control. Holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught, he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Is that important? The scripture is always important. It's always primary. You're an elder, you're a Bible guy. That's all there is to it. Why? Because there's people who say against, gainsayers, okay? We don't use that word. I see, use it all the time. Well, I won't gainsay, and people look at me like, what? The say against. It's a scripture word, and we used to use it back along. We don't use it anymore. I'm trying to re-bring it back into the vocabulary, okay? Single-handedly, it looks like. Gainsay, to say against. In other words, to, you, say, you say black, I say white. You say up, I say down. You say right, I say wrong. You know, gainsay. That's what it means. Uh, and there are those people. So you have to know what the Bible teaches. What happens when you don't? Well, there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Now, there was a group following Paul around, plaguing him, dogging his every steps, torturing him, you know, stoning and beating on him because he was saying, you know, this is what salvation looks like. Faith in the shed blood of Jesus on the cross. How dare him? <laughs> That's the gospel. And they were saying, no, 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 no. Jesus is great. Yeah, yeah, we all get Jesus. But you have to keep the Mosaic law. You have to be circumcised. Yeah, this, we still have Judaizers. We still have Judaizers. And there's always somebody who wants to mix in a little law with grace. Oh, yeah, you've got to believe in Jesus for sure. And you have to, and fill in the blank, tithe. Circumcision, I don't think that's the big argument anymore. People want you to keep Jewish dietary law. And by the way, if you do that, like if you're like a, a vegetarian or something, God bless you. I don't even care. You think, oh, you know, if I don't eat meat, oh, that'll be really healthy. Well, I, good, good, I'm not going to debate you. Don't mix it up with salvation. And people do that all the time. They have one of their preferences, and they raise it to the, to the level of, no, no, this, isn't, this is absolute. This is not peripheral stuff. This is mandatory. And we do that all the time. It's just modern-day Judaizers. It's, 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 it's new circumcision, as far as I'm concerned, whose mouths must be stopped. Don't let that stuff go on, because people get confused. They subvert whole houses, teaching things where they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake, because there's always a payoff at the end of it. But they're teaching things which they ought not. What? Because the things aren't, they're not in accordance with sound doctrine. They go against what the Bible teaches. So if you're the elder, you have to know. So he's going around pointing elders. Well, they have to be able to use the Bible in such and such a way. Say, no, no, no. Don't be bringing that legalism around here. That's not how you get saved. That always muddies the waters. You know what happens with legalism? We make our own rules, we keep our own rules, and then we pat ourselves in the back. What a good boy am I. And it's, it's the absolute antithesis to salvation, grace by faith. Uh, salvation by grace through faith. It's the, it's the absolute opposite. 
And then we're more proud in what we've accomplished and we are thankful that Jesus Christ is saving us. That's how you always know. If you get the wrong doctrine, who's, who are you thankful for? Jesus or you? Well, I'm, I'm, Jesus recognized how awesome I am and how well I keep the law. You're ridiculous. You're, you're, you're ridiculous. You're, you're, you're not on the right, right track at all. You need to repent yesterday. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Holy smokes. Uh, Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. Okay, one of their own, I think his name was Epimenides, and he was uh, not a prophet, but he was actually a a poet. Uh, uh, And to prophesy means to to say forth, okay? It doesn't mean necessarily like Isaiah to talk about what's going to happen in the future. So he's a prophet and he was a fourth teller, but he was a poet actually. And this poetry, this, this what you, could, you can read this. You can download it from the net and read it. It's, only a, it's not very long. But he says that Cretans, and he's a Cretan. We say Cretan, by the way, because it still lives on in our... If I called you a Cretan, are you blessed? A Cre- uh, actually, a Cretan. Are you blessed? No, you're pretty upset with me because that's how the idea is. What did I just call you? I just called you... A liar, you're always lying, you're an evil beast, and you're a slow belly. Uh, uh, lazy glutton is the idea of slow belly, okay? And a beast is a beast, you know, like, you know, we call you a dog, or we say it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And no, so all, this is Crete, okay? They're all liars. They're a dog-eat-dog society, and they're these lazy gluttons. Well, one of their guys said so. And I think where it's saying the witness is true, it's true that he said that. I don't know if it's true that they're all that way. Now, did he make an accurate statement about what Cretans are like? Well, I don't know. I didn't live at the time. But if they're all like that, none of them would be elders, okay? Because, one, you've got to be blameless. Can you be a lazy glutton? No. I'm sorry. That would kind of be out of bounds, right? Are you a liar? You're perpetually lying. You don't, I, have you known these people? They're crazy. I, I, I've known people who even when the truth benefits them, they still tell, they're incapable of telling the truth. I've seen this. They lie even when they're just, hey, how are you doing? They're lying. I, I just never see people. And so this is, the, this is how the Cretans are, or at least what this guy thinks about that. This witness is true. He really said that. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply. Because if there's any of that, that's, you know, I think a lot of times like we say, well, this is what America's like. Or this is what this culture's like. Or this is what, stop that. The culture has to change then. We, we can't, where, you know, you know, we celebrate our rebellion on the 4th of July. Okay, we really, really do. And Americans are rebels still. Is that a good thing? Not, no. Against King George it might be. Against God, it's not. I mean, you, you know, you want to be like, a, oh, you know, nobody tells me what to do, and I'm my own man, and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's great when a king's trying to tell you, you know, tax without representation, whatever, okay? Is that the attitude you want with God? No. No. God, I am so hapless, so helpless, so clueless. Can you help me out here? Can you give me an idea? Can you lead me? Can you get, that's our... That's our godly attitude. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. How are you going to figure out what's right and what's wrong? On your own, on my own. That's America in the 21st century. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. 
And we saw that in the book of Judges, and it was chaos. And it's chaos now. Uh, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Enough said. Under the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work, reprobate. What does that mean? It means this. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I look at porn. Wait, you can't. Well, God's grace, he forgives. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I cheat on my wife. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, well, God forgives. Well, I'm a Christian, and I steal from work. You can't. You can't do that. Well, um, you know, God forgives. Look it, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work. Reprobate. No good in them. Jesus said, they'll know you by your fruit. Hey, well, make no mistake about it. Maybe you were a lot of those things when you, when you weren't saved. I was, I was ridiculous. I was sinful right through and through and through. But he saved me from something to something. Okay, chapter 2, verse 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. We're doing that now. This is what you need to know, okay? It's very helpful, very, very beneficial. The, the Word of God benefits us. That the aged men be sober. Again, clear thing. And I think it means a dignified here. Sobriety in the idea of like, well, dignified I think is probably the best word. Grave. Temperate, self-controlled, temperate, right? Sound in faith, in charity and patience. Now charity chimes in, it's good. Uh, patience, hoopermony, be able to bear up under. Uh, faith is faith. Um, this is what your, uh, your life should look like. And the, verse three, aged women likewise. We don't have any aged women anymore, okay? That's, in Paul's day they did. We don't. We have some ladies who have lived longer than other ladies. We don't have anyone who's aged. But if you did live longer than somebody, I don't know when old became a pejorative in America. It really is. It's, that word's fallen on hard times. I was used to call, I call Sue's my bride, and everyone likes that. When we were like 19 and married, I'd call her my old lady. And she wasn't old. And, but people get very, at 19, you're not old, okay? People get very upset with that. Oh, she's not your old lady. And they get all hostile and in my face and stuff like that. I'm thinking like, shut up. She's not old. And why is old such a bad thing? Well, it is, okay? And I'm not going to change the whole culture. It is. That's just the way it is, okay? Old has fallen on hard times. Nobody's old anymore. Because we ha you, cause in our thinking, old is somehow bad. Uh, and so is aged, okay? So we just have women who become more beautiful as they get older, more mature, how seasoned, or however you want to say it, okay? Paul wrote it. I didn't write it, right? So don't, everyone's mad at me. It's going to start a posse and stuff. If you're older and older in the Lord, the, the older in the Lord women likewise, that they be in, in behavior as becometh holiness, and they have Bible study, and I'm thinking, glory to God. Who better? Who else? Uh, yeah, I can teach a woman how to love her husband, but it, it comes, it's, it's different if it comes from somebody who's, I mean, they're going to say, hey, listen, honey, I, I know, he leaves his dirty socks on the floor, it drives you crazy. 
but I'm without one now. He's gone on. And let me tell you, I have to take out the garbage all by myself. I have to change the light bulbs. I have to, I, I have changed the antifreeze in the car. I have to hire somebody to get the leaves out of the gutter. I, I'd give anything to have my husband back. I think, I think it's a wonderful thing that ladies teach, old ladies teach the younger women. They can do it in a way that a pastor can't even. And that this is scripture, the aged woman likewise, that they be in behaviors becoming holy, it's not false accused, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, because they're not giving them much wine, right? Uh, Sober-minded again, to love their husbands, to love their children. Can I say this? You're supposed to love your husband. It, I don't know many ladies who don't love their children. I have known a few who don't love their husband. And they will say, they will give me something like this. Well, I love him. I just don't like him very much. You have a problem. No, you really, really do. This verse is telling you to like your husband. It's not telling you to love your husband. I mean, the word lo- love here, it's not agape. It's like phileo. It's, it's phileo hyphen something. I can't remember. And same with your children. You, you want them to like them as well. So that, well, I love him with God's love. I just don't like him. That just went out the window. That's not a viable option. I don't know where we came up with that. Someone trying to get around the fact that they weren't liking their husband very much. Hey, you gotta, you gotta like him. Oh, you gotta love him too, right? You gotta like him. I, I just give all the wise in this church a, that was very helpful. I didn't get any amends at all. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, it, it's, it's, real benefit it's it's a real it's a really good thing that look at that they be discreet remember uh, a a woman a fair woman without discretion is like a a a jewel in a snout of a pig is what proverbs tells us no discretion discreet that's a that's a beautiful thing chaste okay not (laughs) c-h-a-s-e-d chaste c-h-a-s-t-e Keepers at home, the women can't work outside the house. No, it's, I don't think it's saying that. But what it, what it is in this, this day, and I think in our day, this job won. Like, you know what women's rights did to us? I, I, I told you this a, a thousand times. I absolutely believe men and women are equal. Different, but equal. Okay, if you somehow assault your ears, I'm not, I'm not repenting. I would love my granddaughter to be a United States senator. I would vote for her after I speak into her life all the proper things and get her thinking the right way, I would, I would vote for her. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with women. I have a problem if my doctor's a woman or uh, uh, my boss would be a woman. I don't have a problem with women. I have, a, I have a mom. I have a wife. I have a granddaughter. I have sisters. I, I have female people. I, I, don't, I don't want to keep women oppressed. Sorry. that bother you? I, I don't think... They're obviously equal. I don't think they're the same. And what the equal rights movement, the, the National Organization of Women have said, like, you have to do what men do. Because if you're a homemaker, you're less. I don't see that scripturally at all. I so went out and battled the world and the dog-eat-dog environment and earned my bread by the sweat of my brow, as Scripture says, and brought it home to bless my wife and kids. And she had the better job bringing up the kids and 
keeping a nice house and taking care of this old knucklehead. She had, she had the best part as far as I was concerned. She somehow less? No, keepers at home is a good thing. Uh, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good. Obedient to their own husbands. Okay, let's go to the next verse. And uh, don't, don't blame me, as the scripture says. Well, listen, if the man's the head of the house... Is that a bad thing that the scripture would say? Because, you know, we do this, uh, you know, the, the, the love, honor, and obey, you know, during the vows now. That's kind of fell by the wayside a lot of times. Well, me, it's, I'm marrying the couple. I'll let the, the uh, groom and the bride pick that. They're promising what they're promising. You know what I mean? But I don't think obey is a bad thing. Now, obviously, he tells you to sin. Feel free to disobey him and make sure you do disobey him. I've said this before. Look, I'm ahead of my house and I have to make some choices. Sometimes I'm not popular choices. This is the way we got to go. And I don't play that card all the time. And I have realized that my wife, who is very bright, I say she's a Minerva in her own right. And then someone said, well, what's a Minerva? Greek, god of wi- Greek goddess of wisdom. And to say call a woman a Minerva is to say she's very wise is what I'm saying. She can speak into my life. She's godly. She's bright. Okay? And then the buck stops here. And I don't pull that card out very often and say, you will do what I say. And I'm not Jackie Gleason in the honeymooners. I'm just saying, and I'm not, this man's the king of his castle. I'm leading. I try to lead in a very godly way. So she's prayed about something. She's like, last week, I'm going to go down to Boston. I'm going to, you know, be with uh, Pete and Jan. I'm gonna, well, you prayed about that? Yeah. That's what you feel? God? Oh, go. Go. Via con Dios. Go with God. Do I pull rank on her all the time and tell her this way? No. She's able to speak. Look, she's got free expression stuff. I don't want her to be disrespectful, but I don't want anyone to be disrespectful to me. Uh, I want to hear her opinion. She's got one. And I think that's, that's fine. At the end of the day, I've got to make some decisions. You know, we're going to go to church here. We're going to go to church here. We're going to read this, we're going to do this, we're going to forego this, we're going to... And I'm, I make some... We have to. We, we have to. You know, you have kids? Did you spank them or did you give them the time? You had to make a decision, right? So the man says this, the woman says this, one vote, one vote, stalemate. Well, there's a lot of marriages like that. I don't play a card all the time. I'm the boss, and you do what I say. I never put it that way. But, honey, I've been praying about this. I really feel this way God's leading. And if you're... I'm going to leave you with this one thing, okay? Gabriel comes to Mary. God's got a plan. It's going to involve you. What do you think? Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. What a godly and good woman she was. All of a sudden, she's having a baby, and Joseph's not involved with the baby-making process, and he's very upset about this woman he's going to marry, all of a sudden showing up pregnant. Gabriel comes to Joseph by a dream, and he says, no, it's all good. She's the virgin that Isaiah was prophesying about and stuff like this. And from now on, Gabriel's not talking to Mary anymore. He's operating in Mary's life through Joseph and his dreams. I want this dream ministry. I just want to, I just want to, 
honey, I'm going up and talking to God now. You come in, tuck me in, and we'll... <laughs> I want that ministry where I just go to sleep and God speaks to me. That'd be wonderful. Um, <clears throat> get dressed. We've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here now. We're going to Egypt. I had a dream. What is Mary? She didn't have a dream. Gabriel didn't come to her. If she's not obedient to, humanly speaking, if she's not obedient to Joseph, Jesus dies at Bethlehem. Okay? How can God move in Mary's life? By moving Joseph. Ladies, I want you to consider that. I'm not saying your husband's smarter than you. I'm, I'm sure not saying he's holier than you. Probably he's not. Probably he's not. But I want you to think that possibly God may be speaking to me through my husband. Obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Your rebellion doesn't speak really well of the word of God. I say a, a woman's rebellion, not y'all. I'm not pointing out anybody or <laughs> calling anybody out here or anything like that. Okay, now it's very tense in here, isn't it? So uh, I'm going to ask everyone to stand. Uh, the worship team will come. And uh, I'm glad I get over that, so I'm not dreading it all week till next week. Uh, it's a shame, you know, because you can't teach the Word of God and a lot of people get all nervous and stuff like that. Listen, I don't care about America. I just care about the Bible, all right? Um, let's pray. Our Father and God, we pray would take these words to heart, all these things that are being said. I know we ended up with one thing, but you've said a lot of things to us today. And Lord, help us to be the men, the women you've called us to be. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.